Yo, this is the Approach Podcast, and this is Ron, and this is Michael. Um, this is episode one, uh, and we're here with Matt De La Rosa, who is a self-educated coffee connoisseur who takes part in direct trade coffee. Uh, he owns Ironsmith in Encinitas, California, and he's partner of Wayfair, a pastry shop in La Jolla. Um, he, fun fact, he also met his original business partner in the climate community. Yeah, and um, we went to go visit Matt up at his coffee shop in Encinitas. Um, sat down with him for a couple hours and just really got to know him. It was, it was quite the enlightening experience. Um, he does have a superior form of brewing coffee, and you'll get to learn that in the episode. Yeah, find out. Yeah. Um, he also discusses why direct trade coffee is on the rise and how you can go about supporting that. Um, and we also dive a little bit deeper into some mental health stuff that I did not expect to be discussing in a podcast about climbing and coffee, but there you go. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, just remember, uh, you can find more of our episodes that are coming up on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and yeah, they'll, they'll be available on other platforms soon. Um, but you can find us on Instagram at approach podcast or email us at contact at approachpodcast.org. Thank you. Hope you enjoy. Yeah. You are now listening to The Approach. The Approach. The Approach. The Approach Podcast. The A, the P, the P, the R, the O, the A, the C, the H. All right, dude. Um, welcome. Thanks, Thank dude. you for joining us. Of course. Uh, thank you for taking your time out of your busy schedule. All good. Imagine. No, I was looking forward to it. Awesome. Sweet. Yeah. Um, so we're out here um, in Encinitas with the owner uh, or co-founder of Iron Smith Coffee. But you are the sole owner now, right? I'm not the sole owner because once... Um, <laughs> I've actually brought on a few, two partners actually, okay. operational partners to help with like, um, what, one name is uh, Kai Diaz, so he's like our, he's our brand director, mm-hmm. so he does anything like design wise, any, he runs our Instagram, anything that has to do with visuals, digital yeah. or physical, like he's the one doing that. Sweet. And then um, Alden, which you guys might know, he climbs too, he, um, I brought him as an operational partner because he's a roaster also, Yeah. so he was, he was, um, he was, he started off as like an assistant roaster of mine, like just learning how to roast and to start his own roasting company. Really? But as we progressed, it became evident that like he, we'd probably do much better if he just joined our team. Yeah. You know, so yeah. he kind of just, he's almost like um, another me. He can yeah. do like all the same things I can. So it helped with like delegating as we yeah. expanded quite a bit. So Sweet. two, two more operational partners. So me and two other guys. Nice. nice. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I guess uh, let's just warm things up a little bit. Um, yep. What is, uh, what's your favorite approach to making a cup of coffee? My favorite approach? Honestly, I love espresso, like anything espresso-based. Nice. And that's not necessarily saying just a shot of espresso. Mm-hmm. And I say that because an espresso machine is, in my opinion, the most consistent 
Brew method, mm-hmm. yeah, because it retains heat really well. Okay. You know, because it's they're expensive for a reason. Yeah. So one of the most important things about making coffee is like, like controlling the temperature of the water. Mm-hmm. So to me, like in terms of consistency, and that's why I like it so much. Got is it. a is espresso base. I I, I per- actually really like cappuccinos. Uh-huh. <laughs> I drink cappuccinos all the time. Nice. It's just a good rep- rep- representation of like the coffee and milk, which yeah. most people drink. Yeah, and yeah. It's a small drink. Like it's the size of that cup right there. And like yeah. six to eight ounces at most. So I love cappuccinos, dude. They're so good. They're it's favorite. like a little happiness in a cup. Yeah. It's so yeah. good. Awesome. Yeah. Is, is that, so is there science to that or is that, is that just purely culture that we do milk and coffee? Science. To, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think the science behind it is like, you know, the coffee is obviously, I would say most people describe it as bitter, mm-hmm. but you know, well-balanced cup of coffee or espresso, there's going to be like sweetness, acidity and, and bitterness all balanced together. But I would say most people would consider like a bitter drink. Yeah. And so bitterness is combated by sweetness and the milk, the dairy and the milk, you know, the sugars in the milk provide that. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I think that would be the only science there. They, they, they just even yeah. out the palate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah it just evens sure. it out. Mm. So I love espresso as well. What is, what is your take on the little Bialettis, the little stovetop things? Oh, like the mocha pots? Mocha yeah. Pot. I just um, got one. Yeah, no, those are sick. I think those are cool. I think um, I haven't used one in a long time. I, I, it does produce... I think, honestly, I, I wouldn't even consider that necessarily espresso. And the reason why... Because I'm getting technical You're doing here. it wrong. I'm, get, I'm getting technical here. <laughs> I so. spent $15,000 yeah, on an espresso <laughs> machine. <laughs> no, so, okay. So espresso, by definition, is um, any, any coffee made using pressurized water. So I oh, think, okay. I don't know, I guess that does create pressure because like once you boil it, the water, I don't know, I can't, I don't know for sure like how much pressure, but that's what espresso is. It's using pressurized water because yeah, an espresso yeah. machine yeah. will use 131 pounds of pressure, water per PS, uh, PSIs to, to squeeze that much water through like that group head yeah. through a small puck. Yeah. coffee and then you produce yeah. espresso that by definition that's what it that's all it is, is yeah. whereas okay. like everything else like a pour over or a, you know mm-hmm. french press you know you're not using really any pressure using just gravity like yeah. you're pouring water over coffee and letting gravity do its job got it that's like that's drip coffee right there but okay um, so with the bialettis i haven't used one in a long time i think i honestly think you can make good coffee as mm-hmm. long as you have a good grinder like the the, yeah. the coffee is ground well and mm-hmm. you have good water okay yeah i think like whatever you want to do yeah whatever you want to do because our the qc method of um you know evaluating coffee you literally just put coffee in a cup pour water over it and let it sit and then you like and then from there you're that's like the the universal standard like specialty coffee standard for evaluating coffee and giving it a score which dictates its price it dictates like how you know like just yeah. quality in general and that's just you're just putting it in a cup and then and then yeah. you're tasting a coffee after so the, oh, if we're doing that to like evaluate coffee i'm like dude it doesn't matter you can throw coffee in like a bowl <laughs> as long as you have good co- good yeah. a good grinder which breaks up the the uh, particle size evenly yeah mm-hmm. and then you have good water yeah and good water is a, a really technical i haven't really mastered that yet because there's just so much to it yeah but if you have good water that's like because that makes up like 99 percent of your cup oh okay Damn like there's it. like less than two percent, or like I said, ninety eight percent of cup. There's less than two percent when you're drinking drip coffee is actually made of like dissolved coffee. Yeah, the rest is water. So you're like, all right, you should have good water. Yeah. That's yeah. predominantly what See, you're drinking. See, that makes sense. But like, I never, th- like, 
I make pour over at my desk, yeah. and I'm like, um, what do you call it? I I just use whatever water I have, sure. right? You know, so I, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't really think about the fact that maybe that's the reason why my pour over doesn't taste as good as yours. Uh, yeah, when, you, when I get you, it at the yeah, you shop, start yeah. once you get into it, right? You yeah. start to like by deductive reasoning. You're like, all right, well, I did this, and uh, and then then you get into the water. But controlling water is a, an investment, obviously. Mm-hmm. So if it I, for home brewers, I would just say like if you can get it. I hate to promote it, but like if you get spring water, which normally comes in like plastic bottles, like yeah. you're gonna you're gonna make pretty good coffee with that. Yeah. It has the right amount of mineral content. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, and then it doesn't have all the like the the iron, the chloride, the chlorine that's in our tap water right now. Yeah. So yeah. okay, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Science. I need to do better. <laughs> it changes dude, everything, dude. Yeah. Dude, sometimes when I make my coffee, it, like in the Bialetti, yeah, is the only way I'm making it. Yeah, and it's like incredibly inconsistent <laughs> and sometimes i feel like ultra jacked like i like i've had way too much caffeine yeah. from one cup it makes a strong it, cup for sure dude it's a strong cup it'll like last me all day like yeah. that, that coffee jet. high it's yeah. fucking crazy yeah no mm. whatever works you know i you know at this point i'm like whatever works like i do coffee a certain way i'm not saying that's the only way you got to do it yeah. no for sure yeah, yeah but it yeah. is a good way i yeah. mean yeah Every time I've come to your coffee shop, it's been amazing. Thanks, dude. So. Yeah, thank you. So um, we know that you met your partner through a climbing gym, right? Yeah, the original uh, Raul. partner. Yeah, yeah, Raul. Yeah, we yeah. met at we met at Mesa back in like 2011 or 12. That was yeah. around the time I started climbing. And uh, who did you have? You just want to know? About well, it? no, yeah. Well, I mean, and then like, how did like how did you get into climbing in general? I guess. Uh, let's see. I got into climbing from a friend who like wanted to try it out. Like he wasn't even a climber, mm-hmm. and I was just I was just like a an active gym guy, like yeah. LA fitness kind of guy. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, my friend was like, "We should try climbing," and then we did, <laughs> and we both went. I got hooked. That was the only time he went. <laughs> I just kept going. Yeah, yeah. And so I didn't have an, I didn't have a friend like to yeah. climb it. I was like, "This is sick," and then I just started. I just kept going, and then I remember um, Raul. It, it was kind of similar because I noticed he was just climbing alone. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that guy looks kind of cool. Like, <laughs> I didn't want to approach him. Like, was kind of, I didn't know what the etiquettes were, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, he was just climbing alone with headphones on. I'm like, oh, man. And we were climbing, like, the same V1s. And yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. And then so I think I think I just, like, slowly got, like, in the bouldering area. I just, like, sat next to him. And mm-hmm. I was like, hey, you know how to do that one? And then you know, yeah. we became friends from that. Yeah, yeah. And we just started doing the same routes. And then... um that was it and we just we became really close friends and we still are yeah and you know like when you become close with anybody you start telling them all your deep dark secrets and yeah. i was like yo i got an idea yeah, yeah. i want to start a business yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's really that's nice. how it started but we just climbed together like all the time and yeah that was like it was super social so i i mean really the idea of like opening up a coffee shop literally happened inside the bouldering area of mesa rim that's tight yeah that's, that's where like amazing. the idea was technically born the you know etiquette what? for making friends in a climbing gym is <laughs> yeah creeps it's the creeps. just like <laughs> yeah. slowly gain yeah. like first distance first first step make sure they're isolated and alone yeah exactly yeah, yeah. 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 make sure you do the same do the yeah. same problem as them. yeah exactly and so then something in common step two ask for beta three, <laughs> yeah. three open a business together yeah. <laughs> Step three, open a business. Go full commitment. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. 
That was it. You got to make eye contact too. <laughs> <laughs> That's the weirdest thing. Yeah, I like Raul. Raul's fucking sick. Dude, he's but a solid dude. Yeah, for from what I understand, um, you are kind of the coffee person, right? And he kind of developed a lot of the like, yeah, furniture and whatnot, and the design of yeah. Ironsmith, right? Would, yeah, for sure. I think, um, and he he will probably say the same thing. I think the um, the idea of creating a coffee shop was started by me Mm -hmm. um and he just like i started the fire and he poured like more gasoline into it yeah it was kind of like and he was like yeah let's do it let's down and through that i mean we both we both learned a lot about coffee in the process because i i didn't neither did he work in the industry of coffee before it like Mm -hmm, we never worked as baristas or a roaster yeah but i was just crazy yeah i was just kind of like you guys like I, i like coffee i made it at home yeah and so through that i would say my experience was really just home brewing and learning about it and I, sure. I probably did it more than he did, just like getting into the, the science and process of it. Um, and then through that, like whatever I learned, I'm like, yo, check this out. I learned how to do this. And yeah. so he learned about coffee that way too. So through me, I would say. And then, yeah, once we were building out uh, the shop, you know, he was much more advanced in like creating things in, yeah. and building things. He, was a, he, he worked with wood, metal, like he grew up doing that welding with yeah. his dad. So he had a lot more vision in terms of like how he wanted the shop to look. For and sure. then he showed me, he's like, hey, this is how you use this tool. I'm like, oh, sick. That's sick. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. You guys learned a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, I was always curious, though. Um, so did you want to either start a business or go into the coffee industry um, to create more time for climbing? Or did you just want to do it because you you wanted to kind of just pave your your path in life yeah like i don't i i don't think i was thinking really about my uh my uh, off time as yeah. well, like the starting <laughs> like it, it wasn't even i was like yeah i'm gonna climb and i'll figure out how to do it like i, w- yeah. I was my goal basically to start a business like what was like my main reason yeah i think i was so i was probably mid 20s 26 mm-hmm. or so and i was like man i, I just wasn't psyched on what I was doing. I, yeah. I traveled a lot. I made decent money, but I just still wasn't psyched. And what something were, was missing. What were you doing? So I was a system analyst. I worked with programmers for the government in oh, a okay. defense contracting company. So I was in the Marine Corps before that. Mm, and okay. I got out and moved to San Diego uh, and worked okay. for a company called L3 Communications. Oh, kind of, They're in the same yeah. field as like Boeing, Northrop Grumman, mm-hmm. oh, okay. um, those defense contracting Aero- companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I did that. And I just, you know, I was just wasn't psyched. <laughs> yeah, I felt. I bet. Yeah, <laughs> it was like it was cool. I traveled, I traveled a lot, but yeah. I, you know, I was like, all right, I got, I wanted to figure something. I was just finishing up school mm-hmm. so after the Marine Corps. I, was, you know, used my GI Bill in school, and then, um, and then I was like trying to just figure out what I wanted, and and coffee was just it was it wasn't like it's such a big contrast. What's that? I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, yeah, when people it's ask, yeah, I don't. Yeah. It wasn't like I uh, grew up on a coffee farm and it was in yeah. my like heritage to do it or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. I was literally like you guys. I was just like I enjoyed coffee, and I started seeking out. This was like I don't know, 2010, 11. That I felt like that was a huge time. That might have been a couple years after when people were looking for more. Like artisan everything. Yeah. Like I want my own. We're still doing Leatherbound book. <laughs> like yeah. Around, yeah. you know. We're still, yeah, we're still do that. That's when it. Yeah, be, yeah. Like people were getting away from just like mass production. And I was totally. and I was getting more into like the finer things in life. Craft. And coffee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so when yeah. I would try to look for coffee, I wanted everywhere I went. When especially because I traveled a lot, 
um, I wanted to find like I, I had to go to a coffee roaster because like yeah. I knew at that point I was like oh, they roast their own coffee that must be better right so yeah. everywhere I went every city I went I'd seek out a coffee roaster and then go to that coffee shop and then that's when I really started getting in the hole of like learning about coffee because I realized it was much more than just the masses of like you know like the Starbucks's and pizzas. yeah yeah I feel like there's a there's <clears throat> definitely a lot more culture in in the coffee industry than I than I really assumed like from the from the get-go because i remember because uh, my buddy uh used to manage um copa vita yeah and uh and yeah so like i i just think that when he started kind of explaining the whole fact that there's a lot of people moving towards like direct trade and yeah. stuff um that it was fascinating yeah um from not just from like a not just from like a like a like traveling standpoint or whatever, but the fact that there's like you guys are trying to work to support um, you know coffee growers yeah. and whatnot, and at the same time, uh, there's just there's just you're upping the quality right. as well, um, and uh, you know especially pitted against like Starbucks and stuff. So yeah, it's a I would say it's a it's a really tough battle. Like I I honestly couldn't say like this is the way it's working right now i don't know how sustainable it is for specialty coffee Mm -hmm. because of the opposing forces Mm. you know like so much coffee is bought at a really cheap price and that dictates kind of like the rest of the market Mm. and you know at one point earlier this year if you follow like the uh, commodity price of coffee which is it's a it's a, a commodity sold on the market. Yeah, it's, yeah. It dipped below the cost of production, which is Jeez. not good, you know, because yeah, no. rip- it has a ripple yeah. effect yeah. throughout mm-hmm. the entire industry. Yeah. So the way I would say, like the only one of the only ways I see it can be, or it for it to like flourish, is for more more people people to, to, to buy directly to in and sort of circumnavigate the commodity market mm-hmm. and go just directly to the farmer like what do you think this is worth you know which is a hard thing to do like that means everyone has to like buckle down and figure out so it's it's a tough thing more more people are doing though there's a tons of roasters that are doing yeah i feel like any of the the small artisan coffee shops that i go to always have some sort of display of photographs or totally or some video going on about direct trade coffee and and them visiting a a foreign country, Ethiopia, Guatemala and all that stuff. And just like picking up beans. Yeah, exactly. I can't, I'm constantly seeing that like sort of (laughs) media brought to my attention. Oh yeah. No, I, it's a, it's a good thing. You know, I I think if more people are doing it and doing it the right way, there's a lot to learn in that Mm -hmm. process itself too. You know, um, I think when I first started doing it last year, when I first went to Central America, yeah. You know, I had no idea, like, okay, I knew I needed to go to the country at least for the fact of, like, being there and seeing the coffee and being able to say I went there. I knew yeah. I needed, I wanted that, and I wanted, you know, our customer customers to know that, all right, we visited these farmers. But I was like, okay, is that enough? Like, yeah. I just visited it. What, what happens yeah, next? Yeah, like, what true. is the actual business process that yeah. makes me that makes us go like hey we're doing better yeah yeah i had no idea yeah. <laughs> i just i thought going to the country was like all right i visited them is that enough like, you know yeah so through that learning the business side of things has really helped because it's allowed me to make decisions um yeah based on like a, a, a more holistic approach of like knowing what customers would probably want what we need as a business mm-hmm. what our employees need how do i sustain myself yeah mm-hmm. like does this make sense you know i'm not gonna buy the most expensive coffee and go I helped this farmers and now they can buy a house in Guatemala, but I have no way of selling it here because yeah. no one's going to pay 50 bucks for a cup of coffee. Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah, so yeah. I, there's like that balance that I had to figure out. Interesting. 
Yeah, that I always thought that was interesting. Yeah, like because how do you? Yeah, how do how do you sell like expensive ass coffee like that? Like if if you buy from like a special, why does you know, my iced latte with almond milk cost so much money? Steal <laughs> 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 yeah. almond milk. No, it's, you know, it's, um, it's organic. How do you? It's it's uh, it can be done. I mean, if you you know if you break down the cost to make, you know, I'll, I'll give you guys some. Uh, transparency here you know the uh the cost to make like a shot of espresso like especially that i'm i'm going and sourcing it myself and getting a pretty good price for it Mm -hmm. um you know our cost is like less than less than 50 cents i won't break down exactly because i gotta do the math but yeah it's less than 50 cents for us to make a shot of espresso and you're like oh man you guys charge like two three bucks for it that's rip off you know but then then you know then it's it's really again. You look at the holistic approach of running a business yes. in California, and it's like you're, all you're the paying overhead. for the overhead. Yeah, yeah like you have sure. to build that into your costs. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not just like there's rent to pay, there's payroll, there's taxes on payroll, there's sales tax yeah. you got to pay. There's all these things, and you know, and then figuring out the market, like the demand. Like, all right, is would someone pay five bucks for the shot of espresso? Because if you charge five bucks, we can do this better for our shop you know Mm. and not just like go into my pocket but it's also being able to communicate that to your customers yeah you know it's like hey you know we're here to try to do something awesome and it's it's tough but it's it's not necessarily an excuse you know i'm not here to like make people feel bad i'm the one that started the business you know so no but i mean it's something that as a consumer for myself this Mm -hmm. is what i believe anyways is that i have to respect that sure i'm I have free will to complain about prices all right. I want, but I have to respect the fact that you're producing a product that I'm coming to go get. For sure. Like I, like I would probably pay five dollars for this, right? <laughs> and, and like I wouldn't be mad about it because ultimately I'm I'm going out and looking for quality, right? Exactly. Just just like anything that I go out and yep. buy, and I mean part of that is respecting the the ownership of that. Sure. And so this kind of reminds me of of the kind of trials that artists and right. let's say photographers go through a lot sure. it's like a lot of people are unwilling to pay for art like yeah. the amount of work that it took to actually produce that piece of of work yeah. took a lot of time effort and money like art supplies aren't cheap no. i my girlfriend's an artist i i see what she spends on her paint i see how much time she spends on her on her actual art itself and as a I mean, quote unquote, photographer myself, mm-hmm. like people constantly want cheap yeah, material for sure. And yeah. you don't, a lot of people aren't taking into account, like for you, the travel yeah. to Ethiopia, time. Guatemala, yeah, a lot of time. like the time, but the sheer amount in which you've spent on the materials to right. create what you're doing, like the espresso machines. Yeah. I looked them up one day because I actually really want one. Yeah. They're like the, as much as, as a car. Yeah, and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. I was like, "I just want some coffee." Yeah. Expensive, dude. But like, Super expensive. a camera is like two thousand yeah. dollars. Lens, two grand. Yeah. yeah, and then the software that you use to produce, the yeah. time it took, and it's amazing what people will 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 kind of complain about. You yeah. know, like you're producing something that takes time, yeah. and I mean, in my eyes, I'm willing to pay for that. Yeah. You know? Thank you. Well, yeah, I think. I mean, yeah. I think a lot of people are these days. I yeah, think people definitely. are. Yeah. So it's not a, it's I, not a, yeah, like this. And, and I look at it, there's, there's definitely a customer base who are still going to like, there's no way I'm ever going to do that. And mm-hmm. honestly, I don't want to sound too arrogant here, but it's like, then I don't want them 
come yeah. to the shop. They're, they're just totally. not going to appreciate what we've done. Yeah. But there's plenty of people who will now. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's kind of the, the, the way that our society has been evolving, right? Like, um, I mean, just like as times get better, as technology gets better, as whatever, uh, whatever, as, or I guess the main, the main dictator is like how, how we start getting lifted out of poverty and right. the quality of life is, is going up. So I think because of that, that's like a driving force uh, as to why people want to seek out quality because because before it was just getting our hands on it. Right. So now it's like, what can we get the best version yeah. of? And I, Well, we're yeah. also coming from, so in my eyes, what, like in the 60s and 70s, yeah. the way they made cars was dramatically different than the way that we do it now, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah, totally. Like we're definitely in a, a consumer-driven market mm-hmm. where people want things now and they want them fast and it doesn't really matter or seem to matter how they're made, but I almost feel like we're going back to yeah. that, yeah, we, to yeah. like steel cars and yeah. stuff like that. We're, we're, we're making things of quality because everything that we've purchased thus far has gone now. It's shitty. It doesn't last very yeah, long. Exactly. Right. And I mean, granted coffee is something that's to be consumed and it doesn't last forever, but it's, it's something that we're consuming. Right. But yeah. we want it to be quality. We want no, it for to sure. Be- yeah, totally. I think my, you know, through honestly through coffee and through like being in this industry and learning about basically everything you're just talking about, it's rippled through my entire life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like in terms of what I eat, I'm yeah. like looking, you know, I just don't want the fastest thing. Yeah. I'm like, I'll pay more. I'll, I'll like, yeah. I'll do that. Like for instance, the other day, dude, I don't do this often, but I just, I bought some new jeans mm-hmm. and I uh-huh. paid 200 bucks for them. Yeah. Nice. And I went and to, I went to a friend's shop, but it you're was going to wear the shit out of those. No, jeans, I'm going to wear the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just couldn't yeah. do the, the fast fashion anymore. Like I couldn't yep. do the, not to knock on those brands. Like and H&M I, we know what they are. Stuff, I just couldn't yeah. do it because they fall apart. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I blow them out all the time. So yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to my friend's shop. It's a boutique shop. Shout out to Lone Flag. And they, um, <laughs> yeah. they, uh, they 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 paired me up and yeah. then, like they hammed it right there. I was like, damn, this is cool. Like on the yeah. spot, yeah. They measured my inseam, tailored it. They're like, how many cuffs do you want in it? I'm like, oh, and like it's just like it fits me, you know. Whoa. This is yeah. it. Like I'm like, wearing how right many now. cuffs can I get? Yeah. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I like, feel fabulous in this. No, dude. And I was That's like, dude, great. I do not regret this because I and and they it's like a, re- a repair free for a lifetime. Yeah. Oh, like wow. if you ever blow them out, like they'll repair for free. I was like, dude, yeah. this is. Wow. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's true. Like, if you can find those brands that will produce quality products and and help you along the way, like, like they call Patagonia like Patagucci because it is expensive, right? But, like, they're committed to their products. So, like, if there's a hole or something, you could send it back and repair it for free. Like, they're psyched about you getting a lifetime um, use out of it. Use out of your product. And so, like, I buy a lot of Patagonia, yeah. well, not a lot, but <laughs> I, the stuff that I do buy, like I buy it from them because I know that they want it to last. Yeah. And that to me is worth it. That's for right. Sure. I could buy the H and, H&M of, yeah. of Puffy's, but I'm not going to do it's gonna that. Blow out, it's like, going to blow out so super fast, fast yeah. dude. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. I mean, it's all about quality for sure. Um, I uh, actually was wondering, um, what is, you know, you're you're always like in and out of these shops, right? Yeah. So like, what, what's your, what's your favorite part about running a coffee shop? My favorite part about running a coffee shop, I guess it it would probably be it, it's kind of it's more of like the process, right? Because 
I get mm-hmm. to travel, find mm-hmm. coffee, mm-hmm. bring it in, roast it, evaluate it, and do all that. So it's it's really the um, I have my hands in the entire supply chain mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah, because yeah. I get to go to the country, see the raw goods. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. cool. This is what I like. Bring it in the country and then roast it, and then to see it made and a customer going like, oh, I'm drinking it, and you know, and a lot of times, more often than not, they're just like, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like. Dude, that was cool. I got to literally have my hand in the entire supply chain. Yeah, totally. From start to finish. Yeah. And it was consumed. Yeah. Like that, to be able to see that, that's probably my favorite part about having a coffee shop. Yeah. Because I roast. Because if I didn't roast coffee, I would have, that would be, and I knew that was a big reason why I wanted to roast coffee. Mm Because I I just needed to know how everything worked and being able to control it. Yeah. And yeah. so if I yeah. didn't roast coffee, I'd have to find coffee from somebody else, like another roaster. And just expect mm. Yeah, and like, that'd be a missing yeah. link in the yeah, process. Yeah. I'd be like, well, sure. the coffee just comes roasted and I don't know anything more than that. Yeah. But I was like, all right, I got to know how to do this because mm-hmm. it'll, it'll allow me to actually go source coffee, find it and do, you know. So yeah. the, that entire supply chain is probably my favorite part, being able to see it from start to finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Nice. Um, do you, so do you have any... Um, I guess well, like what are what are the cons? What what would you say are the are the biggest cons for, for you? running a coffee shop or just like a small or business? Just, or, or just, just a small business. Or just honestly, a, or actually, is this the first business you've? This is the first one, yeah. First one, and business, you, yeah. wow, the only yeah. business, and you like hit it out of the park almost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How much more do you work now than you did before? Um, let's see. So starting off. And I'll, I'll answer your question. No, yeah, totally. Yeah. Starting off, like the first two years, maybe even more. I worked phew, like 80 plus a week. Like it was, it was a lot, yeah. but it, that was just, I was so, that was because I wasn't for a couple of reasons. Hey, I really loved it. You know, I was like, all yeah. right, this has that work. You know, yeah. when you're, when your back's against the oh, wall, yeah. everything's in it, you know, all your yeah. money's in it. You're like, all right, it, no, I have no other option. Like I have to like do this. And then, um, you know, and I really, I really enjoyed it. I yeah. really enjoyed my time cause I was doing something for myself. Sure. So I didn't, it, it was work, but it honestly just felt like I was doing something that I liked, yeah. you know, even, yeah. even though it was like a lot of no sleep and just constant, like caffeinating yourself. Yeah. But yeah, so that was like the first couple of years. And, and again, it was partly because I wasn't managing my time very well too. I was just almost, uh, recklessly just working. Yeah. Like yeah. I was just, I'll work, show up to the workaholic. Shop. Yeah. Like yeah. I'll find something to do. Yeah. Right. Cause there's always, there's something. always something there's to do. Something right. Something. And so after some time and after, you know, and I, I think we'll get to it in a little bit here, but I, I, I learned yeah. to develop how to manage my time better and how to delegate and how to hold people accountable. Mm-hmm. And after doing that, I realized, actually, I don't have to work as hard. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it was like, again, recklessly yeah. working yeah. as hard. Like I feel like I'm, our shops are a lot or ran a lot better. And honestly, mm-hmm. I'm working less than oh, I was wow. the first couple that's years. That's good. That's good. And that was, that's a tough yeah. thing to try to figure out because a lot of it's learning to let go. Mm-hmm. And yes. like, I don't need to and do this. Like you can trust people. in other people yeah. because that'll empower them and feel good about like, Oh, you, you know, like I can do this and Oh man, mm-hmm. Matt trusted me. That's sick. And it, yeah. then I can be like sick. I'm gonna go climb. Yeah. You yeah. know, and not feel bad about it. That's how yeah. relationships start. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly how they start. <laughs> so that was, the, I, so right as of right now, currently I actually work a lot less mm-hmm. than I had in the past. That's good. You know, and Sweet. before even opening up Ironsmith, you know, I had a nine to five job. So I was working 40 hours a week and um, I probably work something similar to that now. Like I, I sort of created my own like 40 yeah. hour work week. Mm. Honestly, sometimes less. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, That's and cool. figure out like how to, you know, 
make the most of my time and how to be happy and enjoy like what I do. Your boss, man, dude. Yeah. yeah. I always have to ask that question because it's like starting anything. I yeah. Mean, we're starting this podcast and whatnot and time is valuable. Time is super, super valuable. valuable. So yeah. if you're not utilizing it correctly, it's yeah. You gotta, gotta go to shit. Yeah. You gotta make it work, you know, for you. you yeah. Know, you know, like every second, you know, it's like, all right, I want to be doing something that I either really, really enjoy mm-hmm. or something that's going to be productive for the shop. I got it. I can't stand almost just like, and that's not to say sitting at home and watching something is a waste of time, but if you feel like it is and you're like, man, I should be doing this instead, or I want to be doing this, that's where I've learned to like manage myself better. Yeah. If I want to go do something because it'll bring like a smile to my face, I'm going to go do it. Yeah. Cause yeah. then I'll just come back and be like even stronger, happier to For work sure. more or vice versa, you know? Yeah. So sorry to cut you off, but back to your question. No, I think it was just like, just it probably falls into oh, like the cons. one of the cons. Yeah. yeah. And um, like, you know, I would say they're more like <laughs> learning lessons that I wasn't prepared for. And one of the things that I still say to this day, like one of the hardest things to do is like learning how to manage people, especially, you know, young adults, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, they all have their man. personal needs. And yeah, totally. You're, you know, it's, it's it really, it's like kind of like being a parent, right? Like you're ultimately responsible for everything. You're yeah. like, all right, these people, yeah, as a parent, yeah. you're like, my kids cannot die. Like I yeah. have to make sure they survive <laughs> yeah. to yeah. adulthood. Yeah, you know, yeah. not that totally. I'm making sure they're surviving, but I, I ultimately responsible that they get paid, ultimately responsible that honestly that their morale is up, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and if they're not, maybe, maybe they were, you know, sometimes it's even like, maybe they weren't the right fit. And ultimately that's my responsibility because I'm the one that hired them and I'm going to make sure the chemistry is right. Yeah. Um, and there's also like, you know, they're adults, they should not figure out it's a job, yeah. but mm-hmm. I, I could look at it that way, but then I, I more than likely will have super high turnover. Like people are just yeah. like, ah, oh, Matt doesn't really care. Like I'm just going to go. So yeah, totally. I, I don't, I, I turnover is hard on anything because you lose knowledge and cost money and you have to train someone new. So one of the, one of the, I wouldn't, again, I wouldn't say it's a con, but one of the things that you, that I've had to put a lot of attention to because I've wanted to was learning how to manage people properly. Mm. And, and it goes back to like making them feel accountable, yeah. you know, or like holding them accountable. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, holding totally. them accountable because a, that puts the, takes the burden off of myself. Cause starting off, you, you take all the burden. You're like, even if even if an employee messes up, you're like, ah, oh, that was my fault because I didn't train them right. Yeah. Right? That's a yeah. lot. That's, that's a lot yeah. to take on. That's a that's a great philosophy. Like, in terms of living your life, uh, always claiming responsibility for things that happen, even if they are not in your control. Mm-hmm. Because you you basically, you step up and you um, kind of, like, bring the best out of yourself to, like... Right you know, bring it to the table because the thing is, if you don't do that, then nobody else, nobody else is going to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yours. Right. It's your baby. Yeah. Yeah. It has your name. on. Yeah, exactly. So So I think that was a, that was probably one of the biggest challenges, you know, outside of like learning how to, you know, learning how to start a business, how to make coffee, which I didn't know anything about both. So that was almost like, all right, I got to learn that, which I felt like worked in my favor because I was like, okay, I don't know shit about this. Yeah. The answer is easy. I got to learn everything. There was no like preconceived notion. I'm like, mm. actually, you know, I could do, you know, I was just like, yeah. I had to be truthfully, um, brutally honest with myself and go totally. like, I don't know anything, yeah. but I yeah. want to do this. So I'm going to learn everything yeah. and like take that approach, like total beginner. There's yeah. no, high, just, I, things like climbing was such a like 
you know, like I st- obviously still do it, and it's like such an influence because there's no hiding that you're a beginner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, cannot. No, you're visibly instant, weak. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Instant feedback. Yeah, instant yeah, feedback, really, yeah. and it's just like it. You got to be brutally honest with yourself, and it's fine. Yeah. You're just like, all right, I'll just get better. Yeah. It'll take some time. So that was kind of mm-hmm. like, I mean, I, I I started almost like the shop and climbing. Almost at the same time, I started climbing first, but you know that takes that takes time to get yeah, strong. But totally. yeah. so I think it, that it, they're like both happening at the same time, and it taught me a lot. Did yeah. did climbing change your personality or like your your approach to to opening this business at all, or were you already kind of social? Could you ask those questions? Like you said, you mm-hmm. didn't know anything, so you obviously have to kind of I would like search around for the answers, right? You have to ask yeah. questions and. And that can be uncomfortable at times, especially sure. when you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, I, I would say it definitely, definitely helped in some way. Obviously, mm-hmm. I can't like A/B test it and be like, all yeah. right, let me start this business without climbing and yeah, see what yeah. I would do. But yeah. I, I would have to say for sure, climbing like mentally had created like a, a different structure on how I looked at things, on how to achieve, yeah. mm-hmm. achieving a, a certain goal. Yeah, and I think climbing for sure helped that. You know, getting over like some mental blocks. Yeah, and going for it and asking for beta. I'm like, hey, how do you like? Yeah, yeah. how do you actually sign up for this permit? Coffee beta, dude. Coffee totally. beta. How do I make a little flower in my yeah, cup? Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. Um, and just you know, humbling yourself and be like, I don't know this, but I want to know it. You know, mm-hmm. it's cool. Like the process is really like what I enjoy the most. Like that journey yeah. of like learning. Mm-hmm. The process is. You know, like it's like learning, you know, when you're, you're projecting something like, yeah, when you when you can top out, it's sick. But you think about like, man, I was working on this project for so long. The memory yeah. of it, like, I think that's kind of like the cool part of it is like, because that takes a lot longer. Like, it could be a whole season yeah. trying to learn how to, how, to, how to get over. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. So I remember uh, we were uh, we were talking one time and um, I know like. You said you were working like eighty hour weeks, right? Yeah. And then I was, I think, I think, was it recently that you started like getting your schedule under control? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like earlier, like in the summer. Okay. Yeah, this summer it was Got sort it. of like that time frame, and I was like, I cannot physically, <laughs> like, yeah. mentally, yeah. really, like I can't do this anymore. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like so, like um, uh, I I know that you kind of spoke to me about like you were really stressed out yeah. and you were like um kind of dipping um, mentally yeah. um, in regards to like. Um, you know the, the whole the whole thing on your plate. You know right. what I mean. So like, um, what, what was that process like, or like, what what, what did you kind of go through to? Um, so this year for for you know Ironsmith was a huge year. You know, I I got to all the coffees that we're drinking and serving at Ironsmith were coffees that um, that I found in in each country. So Colombia, Guatemala, and Ethiopia. And that was a huge goal of mine to be able to like have an entire menu that consisted of coffees that I personally found. So yeah. we did that between January and like like March. Like we, we I got to travel. So I was like, that was a huge check mark um, mm-hmm. for Ironsmith. And I was like, cool, great goal. Like we started the, the first quarter of this year like super strong. But if you can imagine like that is a lot to take on to travel, spend the money to travel and get to be away from the shop. And then so as that was happening, um, my really good friend Crystal, who's who owns a business called Wayfair Bread, my um, the baker in uh, Bird Rock, mm-hmm. she was ramping up to open her shop, and we were going to be involved. And so she was going to open up her bakery mid year, 
And so we were involved, basically it opened up, I call it my 1.5 store. You know, it's not necessarily my shop, you know, entirely, yeah, yeah. but like we have our business in there now too. Yeah, yeah. And so we were ramping up to open up, you know, our second location. Mm. And so that takes, you know, you go through the, you know, you go through all that process again of getting the equipment, hiring mm. for that. And then also at the same time, I was starting a second endeavor, a second coffee business that's oh, separate really? from Ironsmith. Oh, wow. I and it, uh, it's called Mestizo, and we opened up a shop in Del Mar. But that, was ha- that opened two weeks after we opened up Bird Rock. And this all God, by the time June happened. Oh, Jesus. And so, yeah. you know, and that, I, was, I, was li- I was dealing with a brand new startup in that case, like mm-hmm. trying to like... Yeah, because that's a different brand, right? It's a different, but, yeah. totally different brand. Yeah. I'm doing, I'm, ba- I'm the coffee director for that brand. Yeah. Um, and so <clears throat> that was a, that like, you know, as much as I wanted to be like, yeah, I got this. Because you look at, you know, I was looking at people who, who I would say have done more than me. And I'm like, okay, they can do this. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's in the coffee industry or not. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they can juggle a million things too. I, can, I got this. So I was like taking that approach. I was like, mm-hmm. I can do this easy. I can travel, do this, have a business open up a second shop, open up a second <laughs> coffee company. Yeah, yeah, I was like, dude. I got this. But, um, you know, I didn't realize how much of a toll it was taking on me, like emotionally and mentally mm, until yeah. I, I, don't, I can't pinpoint exactly when the tipping point was. But I do remember shortly after that, I was just, I think I realized my apartment was a mess. And I was like, oh man, this has been a mess for like a couple months, actually. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, that's yeah. not a good sign. <laughs> like, I don't even want to yeah. clean it. Yeah. And I think I was going through classic signs of what, you know, so I'll, I'll lead into it in a second, but I was going through classic signs of what I would call depression, mm-hmm. you know, and you look at, you know, from the outside in, people were like, oh man, Matt is doing great. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, traveling. He's, he's traveling. Like, yeah. he, looks, he must be happy. He yeah. must be. Yeah. And, um, I realized I was like, I'm not as psyched as I f- think I should be. Like, yeah. I, I wanted it to be because I was like, I got a lot of amazing things mm-hmm. happening in my life, but why am I not psyched to clean my apartment? Yeah. <laughs> why are my clothes like, have, why haven't I washed them in for, yeah. forever? Yeah. And I was like, all right, these are like pretty classic signs. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I know that, you know? Yeah, 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 I'm sure. like, and I was like, and, I, and I, it was harder for me to get up in the mornings. Like, Ooh. I always yeah. considered myself someone who woke up super early. I remember like my alarm would go on and I would just be like, oh man. And I was like, that's not good, man. I got my yeah. own business. Yeah, like, yeah, it's not great. So um, go, leading up to that, I don't know. I don't know. It was actually a couple people and they were talking about just for themselves. It wasn't like I hit it well. Like people weren't like, dude, you need some help. But yeah. they were they were just telling <laughs> yeah. me, it's like, oh yeah, man, I, I, I um, was seeing a therapist and it really helped my blind. I just heard that a lot more. Maybe Maybe that always was the case. Like people always around me like seek help in other ways but i think that mm-hmm. just became a lot louder for some reason yeah during that time sure. like i was like yeah. man i am hearing this more often you know like yeah, I was, maybe yeah. i was paying attention to it yeah so then i was like i i really didn't know what to do i was like man i, I gotta get out of this rut because it's not helpful for myself and my businesses yeah, yeah. um so i literally just googled like therapy because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. i because the thing is a lot of people that i that i personally knew they would um, they would tell me like, ask how this therapist, but I didn't, they're expensive. And they were like, ah, I found the one that wasn't as expensive and I didn't like them. So I was like, all right, you get I what you pay for. Yeah. It. I was like, okay, yeah. I don't want price to be, uh, I don't want to, I don't want it to dictate too much. I'll, yeah. I'll commit to, you know, spending a certain amount and I'll just see if like, if I like this or not, like yeah. if I don't like it, if it doesn't work out for me, then at least I tried it. Yeah. Totally. And so I, I live down South, I live down in Hillcrest. And mm-hmm. so I looked for a therapist that was actually down South because I knew it would force me to like leave the shop and like commit to 
like a schedule. Like I yeah, gotta yeah, get downtown totally. this year, you know? So I did yeah, that yeah. and it was closer to my apartment. So then I can mm -hmm. spend more time home so mm -hmm. I could clean it. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, yeah, I found one and it was like, yeah, I checked the reviews and I, I called her and you know, she's like, yeah, let's, let's, let's try it out. And so I saw a therapist for the first time in like June mm -hmm. and it was funny cause I had no, no experience in that. Like, yeah, so I remember yeah. going into it. It was, it was like what you think she had like a nice, mid-century couch really sterile really sterile you know and i remember getting there and i had no and like i'm sitting all proper and I, like, yeah. I knew, and she was like tell me about yourself and i was like uh like, I, I, had no <laughs> I need idea to clean to my apartment yeah, yeah. Exactly. i she don't was, like it anymore. i don't like yeah. it anymore <laughs> so i seeked out therapy because i felt like i i was kind of losing it mentally and i didn't want to stay you know i didn't want to be all i didn't want to go down that dark path totally you know yeah, yeah. so there was a realization at one point and i would say it had it had to do with a lot of things but i humorously i say it was my apartment that was like one of them one of the things yeah <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, yeah okay yeah. that is kind of so if you haven't yeah. cleaned your apartment you should yeah. see a therapist <laughs> <laughs> totally or if it's yeah. utterly immaculate then you should probably <laughs> yeah. go see a therapist you should go see a, there's a balance yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I, yeah. And so I, I saw her and I, my things that I, you know, the, what I really told her was like, I, I explained what I was doing there. And I think it's so funny now. Cause like, I don't, sometimes I'm like, what the hell? Like, I don't even remember what I told her. Oh, really? And it was like that. I think that just goes to show how cluttered my mind was at the time. I okay. think honestly, I felt, I felt alone. I felt like I couldn't relate to anybody. Like mm -hmm. no one would understand what I'm going through, how yeah. stressed I was. Mm -hmm. And you know, people, friends would be like, dude, like what's going on? I'm like, ah, oh, man, you would not even know. Like, I don't even yeah. want to waste my time talking to you. Cause it stresses me out talking about it. Yeah. You know, that whole thing. I'm sure uh, we all go it, through that, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it probably doesn't help that like, so I go through this kind of myself with yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of niche. Not everyone. Sure owns a coffee shop yeah yeah uh, and not it, th sure there's like san diego's an it hub right right but the community in which i associate with i have not met another systems engineer that does <laughs> what i do <laughs> in, in the gym or around the community that i hang out right with. Mm -hmm. so i recently acquired a new role like within this year yeah. and uh it has required a lot more of my time sure. and effort and whatnot i work on the weekends i work at night um and I have not handled the stress well, mm -hmm. uh, like I thought I would, because I've been in IT for a while, right. but not in this role. So um, I kind of noticed like a an influx of like strong desires to just stay put, right, and just try and stop thinking. Mm -hmm. But it never worked. It never worked. Right. I was constantly thinking about work. Yeah, I was like what can I get done? Cause there's always something right. that needs to be done. And, right. and now I'm responsible for infrastructure of clients network, right? right. Or the way their email flows or something like that. The, the responsibility is very daunting. Yeah. And it's, it's really, it's an uncomfortable place to be in, especially if you don't have anyone to talk to right. about <laughs> yeah. what you're actually going through because people aren't going to understand. Right the technical things that I have to say, sure. you know, and I have never personally gone to therapy, but I've heard it's very useful and it may be something that I need to consider a little bit more seriously, you know? Well, I feel like, 
I mean, that's kind of been the message, I think, over the past, like, year or so. Mm-hmm. It's just that mental health is, like, such a big issue these days. Yeah. And I think it's because people don't take it seriously. People are just kind of like, oh, it's reserved for those people who are, like, really out of it. You know what I mean? Right. But the, the thing is, there's layers to it, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's... um. There's people that, uh, I mean, and, and maybe it's not necessarily like seeing a therapist. Maybe it's just being able to talk to somebody. Yeah. And then some people don't know how to talk or exactly. communicate with other people yeah. um, on a level that is, that creates like vulnerability or like anything that you need um, that would be on a smaller scale, like um, like seeing a therapist. You know right. what I mean? Um, but I think, uh, I mean, it's funny because there's a lot of parallels, um, I think between all of us, like we, we're all kind of, I, I think the biggest parallel is that, um, especially, you know, how you felt alone and whatnot is yeah. because, um, there's not, again, there's not a lot of people who are, um, constantly hanging out together that are right. business owners or like people in, in, in a, in a different echelon where they're like so busy right. and producing and creating um that's where their time is so it feels or it seems like it's very set up for you to be isolated right. and to be alone and to like not to feel like you're you're like bearing the burden we can also force ourselves into isolation which oh, yeah. is really interesting yeah because yes we don't have that that common bond with people like you don't yeah. have a lot of well i'm sure you have more friends now that own coffee shops mm-hmm. but it's not like readily available all the time, but a huge motivation for this podcast for me anyways, has been the idea that this is going to be sort of therapy for me. For sure. Yeah. Because now I get to talk to someone like yourself. Yeah. We have, I mean, we have share the common bond of climbing and whatnot and it's, it's taught us a lot, but we all are in some ways going through very similar issues. Mm -hmm. And like Ron just pointed out, we typically don't talk about it we we don't open that forum um with our friends to discuss what's actually stressing out like when when people at the gym are like hey how's it going it's good yeah you know i'm 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 doing well you know too a little (laughs) tired but i'm good (laughs) yeah you know yeah Yeah. just just yelling at myself like fuck get home you you have some fucking work to do yeah and and i don't want to live that life and and this is this is that opportunity for me to learn and yeah. and I hope that we can all take a little bit from it, you know? Oh yeah, totally. And yeah, it, yeah dude. I just want to have way more discussions. Like oh this. yeah. It's that was probably my biggest like epiphany. It was like, man, I don't talk enough about how I'm feeling. And which was yeah. the real mm-hmm. I feel like the thing that I and I on I still go to therapy. That was in June. Yeah. yeah. I still do it because I found like I go twice a week. Yeah, that's spent great. Spent a lot of money on this, and that's and, great. But yeah. I've never realized, I've never like looked back at it because I feel so much better. The so power of it. Yeah, yeah really one of the good. things yeah. that I realized be- through my therapist is that I'm always I'm always thinking about other people. I'm always thinking about how they're doing and make yeah. sure they're taken care of and taking on the responsibility. And I remember she would ask me things like, I mean, really basic, like, "How does that make you feel, Matt?" I was like, oh man, I've never thought about how I felt, you know, and she would like wait for me to like, how does it make you feel right now? I was like, whoa, fuck. Someone's asking me how I feel right now. Yeah. And I I think that, I I think she realized too, it's like that I don't think for myself often Yeah, and no one really, you know, you know, it's not a hundred percent true because I, I have a lot of good friends around me and of course they want to know how I'm doing, Mm -hmm. but I think the majority of the time I felt that no one was like taking care of me. There was like, Mm -hmm. how are you doing? Yeah, no one yeah. was taking, and I was like, 
damn. And I realized it starts with me first and taking, this is how I learned to manage my time is like, you got to manage your, you got to be happy. So take some time for yourself, do things that make you happy for a little bit. Yeah. And through that process, I've been much more accepting of Mm -hmm. people who actually want to know who I'm doing when I never, it was like, I didn't see them. Like yeah. even friends through I've, I've met through the coffee shop. Of course, they want to know how I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. And now I see. I'm like, oh, you do actually care. <laughs> you know, it's weird. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Uh, that was sort of like eye opening part for me. And and it took having to talk to someone who genuinely cares about me. And I believe that my therapist. I, yeah. I, I she she gets paid, but yeah. I feel she's like one of the most genuine persons I've met. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and she literally just wants to know how I'm doing. And she's never she's never really given me like xyz advice mm-hmm. she's yeah, always she, provided she, insight yeah. yeah you know she it was well, amazing well, therapy is kind of like <laughs> opening that the lid to the box that you're kind of sitting in yeah. right with your own issues and in yeah. your own life right mm-hmm. once you have someone just like slightly outside of that box who can offer a different opinion different yep. insight you typically open up your mind to yep. to something new it's like you knew it all along and <laughs> dude i it's always funny because um to me, from an outsider looking in, you seem like a really secure, like mm-hmm. well put together guy. I mean, you own your own business, you seem happy and whatnot. But like you said, there's there's things that are buried down for inside. Sure. And I've had friends that I've known for years, only to find out later on that the entire time that I've known them, they've been going to therapy every week. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. one of the most well balanced individuals yeah. I've ever met in my life. And I was for like, sure. what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. how how have I not known this? Yeah. But yeah. it's just something that's not shared and yeah and it's kind of unfortunate you know yeah and and there's still a lot of stigma with um um seeing a therapist you know yeah and like uh and i feel like it it's just hasn't i think especially within this past year it's it's definitely started to normalize or or get normalized and and you're not looked at with like crazy eyes because you know you're seeing a therapist or whatever it's like a common practice now for Um, sure i agree with that too i i think a lot more people are and I, I, I don't want to say like they're proud of it. Like I'm, I'm proud of it. Like I'm super open to it. Like anybody yeah. asks me, I'm just like, yeah, I'm seeing a therapist. But yeah, definitely a lot more people are like being open to like projecting that. that. Like, yeah, yeah. I see a therapist. Yeah. Like being vulnerable is like, like kind of cool right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's it kind of is. It's the new vulnerable trend. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vulnerable Let's too. be vulnerable together. Yeah. No, I, I think it's rad. I think it's yeah, cool. Totally. It's not, you know, it, it, it must, it, it must be hard in a customer <laughs> service industry to to actually think about yourself oh for sure because yeah. you kind of think about the hundreds of customers that come in it's just yeah. kind of the nature of it yeah right? it's the nature yeah. of service industry you know I, mm-hmm. I i i would imagine you know this is my first job in the service industry but yeah um yeah it's tough and i think that i think the repetitiveness of that of yeah. like all right i got to take care of each customer mm-hmm. not you know literally but like yeah. that was like then you start to I, I really started to forget who I was. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it was like, I didn't, you could take me to the grocery store. Like, now I'm good. But like, say earlier this year, went to the grocery store. I wouldn't even know what I wanted to buy and eat. I like lost so much of my yeah. identity yeah. that I like, what is my like, wh- like, what is what's, my normal? What's my dietary yeah, preference? Is, yeah. Or like yeah. shopping for anything, clothes. I, I wouldn't know where to go. Yeah. They were like, where do you shop for clothes? I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah. I like don't even I've like stopped thinking about about myself for so long yeah. that I yeah. like lost a little bit of my identity, which sucks. I think that's where I was like so lost. And all I was was like Matt the coffee guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of terrifying. 
It's super terrifying, yeah. Because, I, I mean, <clears throat> I'm sure you may have gone through this when you were younger, too. Like 19, 20, I feel like a lot of people kind of lose or are discovering yeah, themselves you're, you're there, right? searching for and, yourself. And it's, it's like, well, cool, I never knew who I was, so now <laughs> yeah. I get to define that, yeah, right? exactly. But then to, to have that definition of yourself and then to lose it again yeah. must be very unsettling. Super unsettling, yeah. So. It's, it's everything, you know, like, so... It's hard to it's hard to relate to people, you know. That's where that all leads into. Like I can't talk that, to anyone because I don't know who I am. Yeah, and you, but that's I think that plagues all of us, you know, where we we don't feel like we share a, a common right like issue, right? When typically what solves our problems is just by the communication. Yep. Mm. Hands yeah. down, and yeah. I've learned to communicate so much better now. Yeah. Like how I feel, like relationships. Um, mm-hmm. platonic or not like I've learned to just like this is how I feel yeah because yeah. I'm forced to Dude. almost do it twice a week now in my therapy. Yeah. oh okay yeah. one of the things that I learned so much about therapy too is um, I, I told myself like I'm going to be 100% honest with this there like, you go because it's like um, it's expensive and I want the best out of it and mm. so now like I know how she views things or like if I'm doing something she'll be like mm, you know like so now in my <laughs> yeah. daily nice. life if yeah. I'm about to do something or yeah. feel stressed I literally go, oh man, Margaret's not gonna like this. Yeah. I shouldn't do this. You know, like it holds me accountable because yeah, I'm gonna go it. tell her That's, how I felt or did, yeah. so and like good. I I know it. So like I'm going through the day. I'm like, oh man, Margaret's not gonna like this. Yeah. You know, or like or or if I'm doing something yeah. dope, I'm like, dude, I cannot wait to tell her about this. Yeah, like it, she became like my friend, like yeah. just my friend. She is yeah. my friend now, but it's like yeah. I was just it, it's made me do that throughout my that's the biggest therapy starts after you know like that's where the work starts like yeah, so, yeah. and um so that that has helped me so much you know like mm. thinking holding myself accountable to be 100 percent honest yeah. and communicating it to her yeah so okay. i'll say that was probably one of the biggest things for me that's right. yeah that's that's awesome i mean yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you're um you're you're doing better now yeah and uh and you've got your your other brands going and stuff Mm -hmm. um so making more time for climbing too making more time for climbing for for sure sure. yeah 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 definitely got to get out more um or we should definitely schedule some trips i mean i honestly i thought this session was pretty damn awesome because like this might have to be a regular thing because I yeah. was thinking in my head like coffee therapy sessions. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we'll just have a pot. Yeah, dude, that'd <laughs> we can oh, yeah. just talk about the newest coffee. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. down. yeah. come here. Yeah, that'd, yeah, be, that'd no, be sick. Um, yeah, I, so I would love to to geek out some more about coffee and like all this other stuff. But um, I we know you you know you got things to run. Uh, shop is open, so um, we definitely appreciate your time. Dude, thank yeah, you guys. Dude, yeah, thanks for making the time for me. Yeah, yeah definitely. And um, we'll touch base soon. And uh, yeah, we hope uh, everyone enjoys the the, the information that you, sure. you provided. Yeah. So Know so. that espresso is superior. It's super superior. <laughs> it's key. Nothing better. Okay, yeah. awesome. All right, man. All right, peace. Later. Hey folks, um, thanks again for listening to the podcast. Uh, we really appreciate the support. Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Approach Podcast, or you can give us a shout via email at contact at approachpodcast.org. Yeah, um, we'd love to hear any suggestions, topics, or humans you would like to hear on the show. So 
uh, contact us there and uh, we hope to hear from you soon. Later. <laughs>